Howdy, hello, and welcome to episode 87 of Fat Love Talk here today on the podcast. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, I thought that my phone was recording this podcast for about 25 minutes, and it picked up nothing. I lost everything. I was talking about some dark, deep stuff, um, and uh, it just never recorded. So now I'm, I'm reconsidering. I still want to do a podcast. It's an impromptu podcast. Um, but I'm just going to re-record it from the beginning because I, I stumbled over some words and I jumbled up the beginning of the, the podcast. So, um, to give you some context, um, and I'm sorry if I feel like I, if I sound like I'm rushing, um, I just want to kind of get back into the meat and potatoes of what I was talking about for 25 minutes that did not get recorded. Um, so I'm, I'm seeing a therapist, right? Um, that's not a secret to anybody who knows me. If you're a new listener or a, a listener who doesn't really know me personally, you're just a fan of the podcast. One, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to check out my my little corner of the world, my podcast. Um, and uh, two, I, just, I, just, I keep it private. Um, I want to do a podcast in like a year or two maybe where I talk about my experience with my therapist. If I maybe get, you know some medication to help some balances um, or I get the help I need to help like learn ways to live with what I have. Um, and it's, it's been a journey. I've only been going to a therapist for a couple months now. Um, so it's not like I've learned any revolutionary new ways to improve my life, but, uh, I do want to, um, sorry, I'm checking to make sure I'm still recording my podcast because oh, now I'm anxious and anxiety is one of my things, man. I got anxiety at the, at the butt. Um, but anyway, um, so I'm going to I'm gonna pause the podcast and I'm going to, well actually no I'm not, you know what, that's what caused me to, to not record for 25 minutes after the intro. We're going to just skip ahead, I believe it was like at 10.30 something, alright, we're going to listen to the start of my friend Christian's podcast, it's Willing to Go Ham Podcast, that's W-I-L-L-I-N-G, the number 2, G-O-H-A-M uh, my friend Christian, um, to give you some context, I had sent him a text message um, after I listened to his podcast episode. Um, what was it called? Um, uh, let me find it. Dating app, going around KC, mailbag, the gym approach. Um, I think it was his, his episode called Texting. I'm not sure on that one. Don't quote me on that, Christian. I don't remember. But anyway... Uh, I think it might have been his gym approach episode, actually. But anyway, I digress. He uh, was talking about stuff, and I texted him. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I have a question for you about my life's direction, my purpose, etc. And I, I mostly text him as a friend just to like, get his advice. And I think he took that as a, a mailbag question for his podcast. So he made an episode called Lost and Found where he talked about it. About ten and a half minutes into the episode... Um, he taught, he brought up my mailbag question and answered it. Um, and the, the remaining, what, 25 minutes, uh, no, sorry, the remaining 15 minutes of the episode, he, uh, he answered my question or gave me an answer. Um, because he gives good advice. Like, you know, he even mentioned this in his podcast, but like, I've been also asked a lot about relationship advice, even though I've never been in a successful relationship until I'm, until currently, like right now I'm in a relationship for like a year and a half. And that's never happened any before, you know. So my early mid twenties, I was notoriously bad at keeping a relationship. And people still were like, "Hey, can I get your advice on this?" And I was like, "Sure." I mean, 
I'll give you my two cents, but I wouldn't really call it sage advice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, anyway, to digress, I want to play the, the question I asked him. Uh, just real quick, I won't play his whole episode, just like the first like two minutes, or actually not even that, probably the first like 45 seconds, um, just to lay the groundwork. Um, but check out his podcast. He's a great guy. He's a really, really great guy. Shout out to my guy, Zach. Uh, when I read this a couple times, I was like, yo, this is, this, this kind of sort of hits home for me. I think a lot of, a lot of people um, have the same questions that I think Zach does, even me. I'm not even going to lie. Um, so Zach asked this question. He said, um, if you don't know what your goals are anymore and you feel lost, or even that your dreams seem so far away you don't know where to begin, how do you begin to fix that? Now, um... <sighs> That's a heck of a question, right? Like, let me lay a little bit of groundwork here as well for this question. Um, I've been feeling a little bit complacent, um, in where I'm at. And one of the things I talked to my therapist about today, and this is, again, this is an impromptu con, con, uh, I can't talk right now. I'm so sorry, guys. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> an impromptu podcast, uh, because I was just thinking and I was like, yo, I got to let this out. I got to talk about it. Talk it out. You know, I feel better after I talk it out. And why not make a podcast episode? Cause maybe somebody can relate to that and see that and be like, hey man, like, it, it gets better. Like, I understand, I've been there, I'm going through that right now maybe, you know, and it gets, I mean, I know it gets better, everybody says that, but but until you get better, it never feels that way, you know? So like, he asked me, Christian asked me in his podcast, and he, he texted me too, you know, I was like, because I text him after I listened to the podcast episode, and uh, he was like, so what is your passion? Really think about it. Like, take your time figuring it out, but like, figure out what you want to do with your life, what you're passionate about, and then and then work towards it. There's no rush to do anything today. All right, you're not giving up your passion by not doing it today. You're doing what's best for you today. All right, and it may feel a certain way. Now, if you're blatantly going out of your way to avoid your dreams, to avoid your passion, you're just going through the motions, then sure, you need to make an absolute like 360 change. But um, I thought about it and you know, my passion, my, my dream in life has been the same since high school. You know, since maybe before that, if I could remember that far back, um, be a writer. I love writing. Stories, short stories, novellas, novels, books, whatever it may be. Song lyrics, poetry. I love writing. I love creating a world, telling a story, you know, leaving an impact with my words. You know, words are so powerful. Words are insanely powerful. You can do so much. You can tear down, you can build, you can do anything with words. All right? And I've got the gift of gab, okay? I mean, I have a podcast. I've done several blogs in my life. I've done a lot of things. I've made YouTube videos. I still make YouTube videos. I'm trying to express myself in so many ways. And um, I don't know that I always get things across the right way, but I try so hard to just let people know I'm not a bad person. I try very hard to be a good person, and I've done some things in my past I'm not proud of, but every kid in high school does stupid stuff with their friends, right? Everybody, you know, I, I mean, and I'm not 
ashamed of the fact that I've written adult erotica. In fact, in my 25-minute rant, I didn't get recorded because I'm, I'm still upset about that, actually. Uh, I had mentioned that I write in every genre. That also being uh, adult erotica. I wrote a trilogy, right? And I wrote a trilogy about a boy, well, not a boy, uh, a high school student who was 17 and his teacher having um, an affair. Uh, that was the premise of the story. And obviously, I was in high school at the time, so haha, jokes on me. You're making a, a little short story, you know. And I posted it online on one of those like adult erotica websites under an alias. And um, both from my friends who read it, who were closer friends, not just random people, geez, like actual close friends, um, and from some online people who thought I was a 30 something year old woman. <laughs> Um, they all gave me rave reviews. They were like, wow, this is a great story. This is really well written. Now, keep in mind, we're all high schoolers, and the people online probably don't know that I'm a high schooler, but they probably don't read great stories if they thought my story was great. Because um, one of my friends, um, I won't say her name on the podcast just in case she doesn't want me to. I don't know. We haven't talked in a while. But she uh, she loves to read. She's my, my, highest, my highest book uh, book count reader on Goodreads. In my friends list, she reads more books than any of my other friends every year consistently. Um, she ties with my girlfriend, though, because uh, Jennifer reads a lot of books, um, but she reads a lot of books in a year. Anyway, I was like, you read a lot, you're a friend of mine, and I was hoping you could like read my story and like, give me some proofread edits, you know? And um, she like tore it apart. Right now, remember, at the time, I was, I was, I was like... 16, 17, something like that. I was a virgin. Um, I didn't know the human body, the female human body, you know, at all. Um, I'd gotten any knowledge I had from TV, movies, pornography, you know, the typical things, you know, high schoolers get their, their information from. Um, did anybody have interest in me? No, not at that point in my life. <laughs> I don't blame them, but, you know, it's just like I didn't have any experience in love and relationships and that stuff. Um, so this completely imaginary, you know, made up uh, scenario in this story about this affair where this married teacher was having an affair with a student is stupid, right? It's a very stupid premise, but I made a trilogy out of it, right? I made one story and I was like, you know what? I like the character development here. I'm going to go a step further. I wrote a sequel and I got more good reviews on that. And you know what? I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to challenge myself. At the time... I was in a creative writing class um, in high school, and I uh, was writing stories pretty consistently for my class, and uh, there was even a story I wrote um, that was so long, my teacher was like, I, I got to read like 30 of these, you got to trim it down. <laughs> so I had to like cut back on some of the exposition, because I, I put a lot in there. Um, but he's like, it was really impressive that I put so much into it, but like, I got to trim it down. Um, so I turned it down for the, for the class, but I kept it on a separate story flash drive so I could keep going. Because I was like, this is great. I'm taking this out of the class and I'm making something out of it. But anyway, uh, because I was in that creative writing class, um, I, uh, I was challenging myself more and more in my writing. And I got to a point where I was like, well, a short story is anything less than 50 pages, right? I think anything less than like 25 or 30 maybe. But at the time I was like, I can make this as long as I want. 
All right, like it's my story. I can put as much into it as I want. So I ended up making it like 36 or 37 pages long. Might be, maybe it was less. It might have been 20 something. But from what I remember, I think it was between 20 and 30 pages. Um, this is like 12 font, like normal standard Word doc, 12 font, like 30 pages. And um, I was like, you know what? This is going to be a trilogy. Um, very, very popular stories or trilogies. Um, I could make it a saga, but then I was like, nah. Um, so I made it longer because I wanted to challenge myself. I gave, I gave the woman and the guy, I gave the guy a best friend that got introduced. Um, and the way I introduced him was he caught me and this teacher making out in the back of a Home Depot, <laughs> which, which go ahead and laugh. That's hilarious. <laughs> that makes no sense. Why are me and this, this teacher in the back of a high, like a back of a... <laughs> Back of a Home Depot. <laughs> Just make it. It's okay. It's funny to think back on, but like, in the moment, I was like, "This is brilliant writing." Like, this is brilliant writing, and you know, I don't think it was brilliant per se, but it was it was something. Um, but I digress. I wanted us to evolve the character, so I, I described who the woman's husband was, and I gave you some context to be like some morality issues might be at play here. Because she's cheating on her husband with a student. Or at this point, it's the third story. So I had graduated. And um, I was now working a job that I gave. I worked at a job with my character's friend. So I had evolved it. The first story, I was uh, high school. The second story, I was still in high school. And the third story, I had graduated. And I was still seeing her after graduation. Um, But I made it to where the woman and the man both had the same dream and that dream scared her and confused him and they talked about it and they decided they were going to end their their affair and go separate ways Um, for her that meant being faithful to her husband again for him that meant maybe going to college and getting a you know an an actual one-on-one relationship with no no exposition of cheating um, involved, you know, but I never took it that far. I just took it to where, like, what did this mean? I just gave you implications. That's what I pretty much put there was implications um, to let the, the reader kind of decide what that would mean. Um, and I did put some, you know, X-rated stuff in there. Obviously, it's adult erotica. There's going to be some some sex. Um, but I digress. I wasn't really, like... I enjoyed writing that, and I did enjoy the challenge it, it, it set aside, set me on because I was like, okay, so what if I took away the sex and I just wrote a romantic, like, adult romance, right? I took away the, the erotic portions of that. I have a gift with character development, with character stories, and I really was proud of myself for the way I had made these characters from, like, a short story, oh, a one-off erotic story about a teacher and a student. And I had evolved it into these full-fledged characters with lives that they're living. Right? Lives that they're living. And, like, it blew my mind that I was I was good at that. So I wanted to get better and better. And I had a couple friends in high school. Um, we're not really friends anymore, unfortunately. It's, it's a long story and it's my fault more than anything. But... Uh, I had some friends in high school who will remain nameless who were also 
Well, I had one friend that was interested in writing, and one that also wrote, because, you know, we were all friends, and we liked writing together. Anyway, I digress. Um, we wrote a bunch of really cool stories together, and we had a lot of fun together. We hung out after school, and we hung out on weekends and stuff, and we had a good time together, you know, and they were my absolute best friends in the whole world. You know, there are days where I missed them terribly uh, because I had never had friends so close before, which is why it hurt so bad when we weren't friends anymore. Um, but, again, I digress. I, uh, I just remember I was so invested in writing, and I had a group of a couple of friends that also were so invested in writing, and we did so much together. And then after I graduated high school and that fallout with that friendship happened, I just had no interest in continuing to pursue that. And my life took an interesting turn. I just started working and hanging out with other friends. And those friends, we would meet at Steak and Shake every single day after work, and we would play our 3DS. So I got really big into my video games. And then... My one friend got a PlayStation 4, and I got a Wii, and then a Wii U eventually, and then a PlayStation 4 of my own eventually. So we spent a lot of time at my house um, playing video games. And also, we spent a lot of time when my dad was being, you know, my dad. Again, I'm seeing a therapist because of my verbal abuse as a child. Um, we would go to Steak and Shake and hang out there. And... Uh, it was my passion, right? Because Christian asked me to bring this full circle. To bring this full circle, um, my friend Christian asked me, like, what is your passion? What do you want to do? You know, and that's writing for me. And so I just started thinking, like, how do I become a better writer if I don't start writing? There's no degree for writing. I mean, I can get an English degree, but teaching is, oh, I don't want to be a teacher, I don't want to be a teacher. Now, I could get a basic associate's degree with a minor in creative writing. But that's why I'm seeing a therapist is because I'm like 90% convinced that I have a learning disability. And before I put all this money into this, I want to know that I can accomplish it. Because I went to college for two semesters and I failed almost every class. I, I'm, I, am the, I am my biggest, you know, critic, my biggest enemy, my biggest antagonist in my life. But I always thought I was stupid. I always thought I was dumb. I always thought that I was lazy. And my parents never had me apply myself. And that's sad, right? Like, what parent just tells their kid, "Yep, as long as you go and you show up." That's all I care about. But also, they scream at you and tell you that you're worthless, and they throw the Bible at you and say, God wants you to be better. You're, you're not living up to God's expectations and God's standards. And you throw this wrathful and vengeful and angry God at, my, at, my, at a child's face. Needless to say, I had self-esteem issues, I was suicidal, I was depressed, I, um, I had a lot of things going on in my head, you know. 
in the times that I did act on my suicidal thoughts, I would get upset with myself because I couldn't go through with it. And then I would feel even worse because what kind of a man can even commit to that? I disappointed even myself. It was this endless cycle, you know? And, uh, and this is a very personal episode, so uh, I apologize in advance for all the heavy topic or heavy exposition here. Um, but it, it's an impromptu podcast. I got to get it out, and I wanted to kind of share a few things, right? Um, so, like, I've been thinking a lot lately because I'm wondering, you know, I keep saying, this is my year. This is my year. But, like, it's never been my year, per se. It's just been another year. And I think since I started seeing a therapist in January, and I'm understanding that there's some validation behind what I'm feeling, and there's actually some labels I've discovered that I can put on those feelings to make it be like, I'm not crazy. I'm not just effed up. I have something that's diagnosable, it's good to know that there's an answer, but then also I talked to my therapist today and she asked me how I've been doing the last two weeks. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, we, we discovered two weeks ago that uh, I might have, you know, I'm just going to say ADHD. Um, and whether or not we continue to explore that. And we didn't really do anything this week because I just we just talked a lot about my last two weeks and how I've been feeling. And sometimes you got to do that, right? It's not halting the progress. It's working towards the, the current problems to find a solution for the future. And we'll get back on track hopefully next week. but Or next in two weeks rather because we do it every other week. Um, but um, I was just like, at first I was like, oh good. There's a label. We can find a solution now. There's hope. There's hope that I can wake up in the morning and feel normal. That I can, I can have healthy relationships and have a job that I'm, I'm not anxious about and I can have a healthy relationship with my peers um, and it, it flipped 180 360 and it was like well now you have something wrong with you so there's always been something wrong with you so why didn't your parents catch that why didn't they find this when you were a child why weren't you helped when you were a child were they were your parents unwilling to help their child were they I mean, I just described to you my dad's verbally abusive behaviors. Um, my mom worked two jobs. I can't really put any blame on her. She had to make money my dad wasn't making because he was a truck driver and he was gone for a while, thank goodness. And then when he was home, it was just like, uh-oh, all my plans got to be you know, away from home when he's home because I don't want him to... I don't want to be around him. That's a bad time. Um... So it's, it's just like they were busy. I get it. They had a life. But at the same time, I was their child and they should have, if they loved me enough, wouldn't they have recognized that I was more than just a kid who had whatever, I don't know. I don't remember my childhood, so it makes it hard to describe. You know, I don't remember. I've, I've literally tried and strained myself trying to remember my childhood and all I can remember are the bad things about my childhood I can't remember any good things about my childhood and that sucks 
because it makes me look at my past as a negative and not a positive. Like, oh, as a child, I just, I just don't want to talk about that because it was nothing good about it. So I think my brain has just blocked out everything as like a defense mechanism. And when I think too hard about my childhood, it just, it gets heavy and I start to get sad or depressed and it's a spiral. So to get back on topic, my friend Christian did this podcast impromptu. <laughs> and you know what? Whether or not I wanted him to make it a mailbag question or not, I'm glad he did. All right. My intention was just to text him as a friend, but he made the mailbag um, podcast and it, it was a good episode. Like, honestly, it's a great listen. Go listen to it. It's called Lost and Found. Again, Willing to Go Ham podcast. He's a great guy. He has a great podcast voice. I love his opinions on life and, and uh, his opinions on you know, the, the suggestions he gives to others when he gives them advice. It's not an advice podcast. It's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's a kind of a little bit of everything podcast. Mine is kind of a variety podcast as well. Um, I kind of focus on gaming related news and, and articles and stuff. And he focuses more on sports and um, mailbag questions about relationships and stuff. Because, I mean, those are the questions he gets. If he got a mailbag question about something not relationship related or something not sports related, he would probably still answer it. Absolutely. But if you ask him about the stock market, he won't have a clue. Uh, I don't know that for sure. Because I don't know if he knows stock market. If he's a day trader, any of that stuff. <laughs> That's if he, if he is, I don't know about it. But, you, you know, my point being is I'm not a day trader. So I, I wouldn't have those answers. So I don't know that he would either. But my point being... Um, is, uh, yeah, I just wanted to put this podcast out there to say that I am not perfect. I accept that. And I really, really hope that this is my year. You know, because I mentioned earlier, like, I've always said this is my year, but I want to get back into writing and I want to figure out what I want to do. Now, even if that means having a plan for the future, that's enough. I don't have to say, this is the year I do absolutely everything, A, B, C, D, E. I haven't done anything I've wanted to do in my life in 28 years. Why would it suddenly happen this year? I would love to not be 300 pounds. I would love to be under 300 pounds. I'm way, I'm not way over 300, but I am enough over to be like over 300 pounds. I'm between 300 and 350. Let's put it that way on the later end of that scale. Um, and I want to be under 300 pounds. You know, I want to be active more. I love video games. I love them. Okay. But video games became an escape for me and then they consumed my life and they were my way of escaping the world and not having to worry about other people. Because when I'm playing a video game, I don't have to deal with everything else going on in my life. And I think I brought that into my adulthood and it became a less than healthy habit. Even Jennifer's talked to me like when, when I first moved in with Jennifer, um, she started to recognize that I was playing video games a lot. Like after work, TV, after work, TV. After work, TV. And we had to talk and like have a conversation and I've had to recognize I don't have to hide or escape 
from her because she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. She's my partner. And she's the only long-term relationship I've ever had. And she's the only person in my whole life outside of my oldest brother that uh, has ever like truly invested in me as a person. I feel like there's a relationship with my brother and there's a relationship with Jennifer and that makes me the happiest gosh dang person on the planet because even though I have all these things and I obsess and I get anxious and I get depressed and I have highs and lows more so than you know quote unquote normal people who had normal childhoods you know it doesn't mean I, I'm not worth more and that I'm not worth the same as others. You know, I'm also not worth less, you know. And I've acknowledged that and I'm coming to terms with finding that balance. And this podcast is going off the rails. I'm rambling so hard. Um, if you made it this far, you're listening to this, it's either because you're interested in the drama or you're interested in me as a person. Either way, I appreciate you hanging tight. Um, the point of this podcast though is, um, I appreciate having friends like Christian who make you really think about what you want and want the best for you. Me and Christian, do we talk very often? No. When is the last time we hung out in person? It was before the pandemic. Uh, I went to his apartment before the pandemic. We did a podcast, talked about leading in a relationship. I don't know how I feel about that looking back. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I, that's what we talked about. Um, but at the same time, you know, before even that last time we hung out, it had been high school. So do we hang out in person very often? No. But is he still a great human being? Yes. And is he a good friend? Yes. Because he takes time. When I text him, he takes time, you know, and we do have plans this year at some point to get uh, together and do a podcast and probably just to hang out too, probably both. Um, I don't know if I'll be on just one podcast, multiple, you know, it depends on how things go, you know, but he's waiting to get that Blue Yeti microphone and I, I'm using what I bought from Amazon. These are interview mics. Um, I got two of them so I can, I have a jack that I can plug both of them into and uh, it just records perfect crisp audio. Um, um, but yeah, I digress. I, uh, I think he's a good friend. My brother, great person. I love my brother. Um, he's the one that's really shown me that family doesn't have to be terrible um, and unhealthy. Let's put it that way. Let's take away the terrible. You know, unhealthy is the better word, okay? A family doesn't have to be unhealthy. It's not all or nothing. Your family is your family. You got to support them and take care of them. That burden that I was living with, I've let go of. Um, I used to talk to my sister and my mom every single week, multiple times a week. Not so much daily all the time, sometimes daily, but several times a week. And a couple years ago, I moved to Kansas. And I decided to cut off communication because it was getting too much. Their drama was becoming my drama and I couldn't 
live in that. It was killing me. And my mental health was not doing that good. So I moved. And then the pandemic happened shortly after I moved. And uh, my mental took a nosedive because I was alone and inside all the time. And it came up and it showed me that I had resolved a lot of my childhood trauma and I had been kind of suppressing it and ignoring it. And uh, that's not fair to me. It's not fair to Jennifer. So I'm getting, I'm getting help um, to resolve that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I used to think, you know, if you were seeing a therapist, you were crazy. You know, you're a crazy person. You're normal people, normal people see therapists, okay? Anybody who claims that they are perfect and don't need help is, I'm going to say, sorry for the language, warning, they're full of shit. That's total bullshit. And they have more problems than probably you. Or they're a narcissist. You know, I don't know what's going on in that scenario, but if somebody claims they are perfect, they're too good for therapy, they don't need a therapist, they probably need it more than you. Because nobody's life is perfect. You know who was perfect? G-O-D. All right, that's who was perfect. And, and I'm nowhere close to even comparing myself to him. All right? The Most High is the only one who is perfect. You know, he was the only one who resisted temptation. The only one free of sin. But he's the one who died, so we could also have a chance at eternal salvation. And when I separated myself from my dad's religion and found my own religion, that's where I learned God is a God of love and compassion. And he cares for me and my well-being. And do I have a great relationship with God? No, I don't pray that often. I don't read my Bible at all. I don't have daily communication with God outside of praying that I stop feeling the way that I'm feeling when I'm depressed or anxious or having a moment of doubt or something bad's happening at work and I'm just like, please God, if you can fix this, please, if you can fix this. You know, I prayed to God years ago and I was like, you know, if, if, if I can ever be with Jennifer for even a temporary amount of time, I'll fix my ways. I, I said that prayer to God. Um, because I thought Jennifer was perfect. I put her on a pedestal. I was like, she's the perfect woman. Because as I was friends with her for like six, seven years, I, I figured out that she had a degree. She had a good paying job. She supported herself. She had relationships with friends from high school over like a decade and a half later that were healthy. They talked to each other. They had healthy communication they cared for each other's well-being on a level I had never experienced. She was a kind-hearted person. She had sympathy and empathy and, and love for other people. I thought she was the perfect woman. And so I put her on this pedestal and I fell in love with this, this idea of who she was. And... The more we were, the longer we were friends, and when we developed those feelings mutually, um, and we talked about it, I was too shy to say anything. She would have dated me probably two years sooner um, if I had just 
opened my damn mouth and said, hey, I like you, I want to be with you. Um, but I was always shy and, and I never led in relationships. I was never the leader. I was the follower. The other person controls this relationship, not me. I kind of just have a healthy fear of you and let you decide how much fear I need to have and how I need to act around you to keep this relationship or to keep you from disliking me at the very least. And it's not a healthy relationship tactic, but you know, when we started dating, I expressed all of my stuff. I shared everything with her and Jennifer is amazing because I love her now because of who she is as a person inside. Um, and she's very beautiful on the outside. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, but no, I, uh, I just am so invested and so in love. And that pedestal kind of crippled me a little bit because it, it took some coming to terms with the fact that she's also human and not perfect. Because <laughs> nobody is perfect. And that was wrong of me to have put her on that pedestal. Um, but... You know, I think that because I'm going, I'm working towards progress, I'm working towards bettering myself, that I will get there. Because I want that. But this is an impromptu episode. Um, so I'm just going to end the episode with saying this. You're not alone. Nobody's ever alone. Um, and these may be words that I'm saying hopefully to help somebody else but in that I only half believe but they need to be said right discover what you're passionate about and chase it relentlessly video games became a crutch for me and while they are fun I will never profit from that hobby that enjoyment of a recreational activity Invest in what you think you are passionate about and make that your craft. I love writing. So I want to evolve my podcast. I want my podcast to be discovered by hundreds upon thousands upon thousands upon millions of people. I want to be known for Fat Love Talk. And then I want people to ask me, where did fat love come from? And I could tell them the story of my high school rap name. <laughs> uh, that's a fun story. Uh, but uh, chase your passion after you discover your passion. And if you're in your 20s, you absolutely have one. If you're in your teens, you absolutely have one. And if you're younger than your teens, you will discover. You're in the best space possible because you're going to discover it. You can try so many things if your parents are willing to help you like get there. If you're in your, your, your late teens or your 20s um, and you have money, you can discover this like right now. What do you enjoy? Find, find true joy in doing and put your money towards that. You know what my biggest problem was when I was in my 20s is I didn't invest in my passion. So all of my income that I got when I was living at home um, went into going out to eat 
which is why I'm so fat, um, and went into video games, which was an empty investment, but a momentary expression of joy, a momentary pleasure that did not last. The friends that I hung out with after school, I mean, sorry, after work, when I went to Steak and Shake, I don't, I don't even talk to any of them on a daily basis anymore, or a weekly basis, or a monthly basis. My best friend after high school hasn't texted me in months, probably doesn't listen to my podcast, probably doesn't think about me. And I gave up on being the one holding our relationship together. Because if it takes me always being the first one to reach out, if it takes me always setting up things to do, then that's this one-sided relationship. If we're not talking consistently enough to have a dialogue, then there's no reason to keep... And some friends are for a season. I'm not upset. In fact, the more I've lived my life, the more I've discovered that some friends aren't meant to be forever, and that's what I have to hold on to. And I used to hold on to the relationship at all costs and try and try and try and always reach out and keep that dialogue going so it always was consistent. But now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I need to figure out myself first. Because if I'm always holding the dialogue for unhealthy relationships, not that that's unhealthy, just in general, for this, for relationships, um, that's not good for my mental health. Focus on yourself. Chase your dreams and passions relentlessly. Uh, my promise to myself is that I will put out a podcast a year from now with an update on what I've been doing. And if things go as planned, I'll have one out before a year from now. Talking about what I've been doing to better myself in my passion. And that doesn't mean always doing that thing. It could mean something as simple as I'm continuing to see my therapist. I'm continuing to work on myself. And I'm continuing to grow. Because my complacency... My unwillingness to, to move past where I'm at is what's holding me back. And it, it doesn't anger me. It, it doesn't, it, it's a cross between inspiring me, but I don't do anything, and not angering me, but also kind of like, why can't, I get jealous. That's the word. I get jealous of seeing friends of mine or people in general who are out there doing things while I'm not doing anything. But I have the same two feet that everybody else has. And I have the same two hands that everybody else has. And I have money in my wallet. Well, not physically. Uh, I, have, I have money, though, that I could be putting towards bettering myself. And I'm doing nothing. That changes. That changes. You put your money where it matters. Pay your bills. Do what you need to do as a man or as a woman, depending on who's listening. Do what you need to do 
with your responsibilities, pay your bills, and then when you have that extra money, maybe instead of going to the Olive Garden, put that 30 bucks towards, I don't know, uh, just a, a one-time class, you know, like a, a, a seminar, you know, like a seminar that will motivate you and help you grow or put that 30 bucks towards supplies that will help you work on your craft. If you're a painter, go buy some paint brushes. If you're a writer, make sure you have Microsoft Word on your computer. Make sure you have a laptop or a desktop. If you're, you know, an athlete, make sure you have the right clothes and equipment and go out and do something. You know, there are so many avenues online to find other people and, and get in a group of people who are like-minded. Not who share your passion, because you could also have people in your, in your group who, don't, who share your passion but don't have the same mindset as you. Find like-minded people who are motivated, who will encourage you, who will be there for you. Kind of like how church folks have fellowship, you know, or like, um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's similar to fellowship, but it's like, it's like a small group gets together at one of the members' houses, like on like the first Wednesday of the month or, or whatever, and they have like fellowship together. They have like a little potluck thing and they, they talk about God, sure, but they also like share life with each other, right? And um, it's similar to that only in your area of interest, right? Um, I remember back in, in, in high school, I had a fellowship partner. Um, well, I had an accountability partner because I was going to be in a relationship with my best friend. And I signed an accountability waiver um, with another member of the church who I knew kind of well, I guess. Um, and uh, we were going to keep in contact with each other and stay on a godly path and that relationship fell apart and the accountability paper we signed didn't really do jack because that accountability partner didn't ever reach out to me or didn't really try to ever reach out to me. Um, and I feel like moved on from me. I'm a little upset about that now that I'm thinking about it. What happened to that guy? He literally stopped talking to me. I, I'm not going to say his name, but that, that, that kind of upsets me actually. I'm like, Wait a minute, where did this guy go? He has totally ignored me. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, chase your dreams, guys. I'm going off the rails. This is almost an hour-long podcast. I I'm so sorry about this being so long. But uh, take care, guys. I do love each and every one of you who support the podcast, who support my dreams, um, who want to see me reach new heights. Um, until next time, guys. Take care, and have a good one. Oh, also, real quick, guys, I wanted to throw in at the end of the podcast, I am going to do a review of Elden Ring. Um, I've been playing it almost nonstop in my free time um, for almost 60 hours, um, and I've, I'm at the end of the game, almost. I think I'm, a, I'm past halfway, and I'm somewhere between halfway and the end of the game, but I don't know yet because... Uh, <laughs> it's been getting really hard, so uh, I've played a lot less of like progressive story 
and doing more like grinding up my levels and leveling up and just finding new areas I missed more so than progressing the story. Um, I want to beat the game at least one time before I give you a full review um, of the game. So Elden Ring's review will come, but I don't actually have a timeline for that. It might not even be this month in March. Um, it's the 11th, so like it could happen, but I'm not sure when I'll beat the game for the first time. Um, that being said, um, stay tuned. I will have more podcast episodes coming out in March. Um, <laughs> one can hope, fingers crossed, am I right? Um, but nothing but love for me, guys. I wanted to make sure you knew that I had talked about an Elden Ring review, and I will put one out. I just want to let you know what's going on with that. I'm still playing it, having fun. Watch my streams on YouTube. Uh, YouTube uh, is going to be Alpha Phenomenon Gaming. Uh, my username on there, Zach, is my name. Um, you're going to see my picture um, on there. And uh, you can watch me stream the game, make sure notifications are on, because I am streaming consistently. I might stream some Rocket League this weekend, but I'm also going to stream Elden Ring. I'm going to be playing that actually very soon after I post this episode. So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. Nothing but love. Take care. I'm out.